Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Yoga Birth Babies. I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm so excited to have Kelly Potter here. So I want to tell you a little bit about her, fantastic ballerina and also a student at the Prenatal Yoga Center, which means she's now a new mom. So let me tell you guys a little bit about Kelly. So she was born in North Carolina and went to the North Carolina School for the Arts and graduated there in 2002. And then she joined the American Ballet Theater Studio Company also in 2002 and was an apprentice there. And then in 2003, she headed over to Boston Ballet, in which she performed there until 2008. She did some wonderful roles in The Nutcracker and Swan Lake, really amazing roles there. And then she went back to American Ballet Theater in 2009 as a Corps de Ballet um, member, and she is still dancing there. So what I thought we would talk about today is really getting a sense of the life of a dancer and how that translates to also being pregnant and being a mom and the demands on that. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining. So is there anything, I know I read your bio, but can you give a little bit more about your life as a professional ballet dancer? Yes. So, um, it's, it's an honor to be with American Ballet Theater. And I feel like, um, you know, one of the biggest things that people don't realize with the company that I'm in is that we are a touring company. Mm -hmm. So we are based in New York city, but we primarily, uh, tour throughout the world. Um, and we also have a season here in New York city where we perform at the metropolitan opera house. Uh, it's eight weeks in May through July. And then now we have a, a fall season, which is also at the Met. Um, but yeah, I love it. I've been doing it since I was a very little girl. I started going to North Carolina School of the Arts when I was in third grade and went all the way up through high school and graduated there. Um, straight out of high school, joined, um, the American Ballet Theater studio company, which was only 12 dancers at the time. And we were only a touring company and it's 12 dancers that, um, get you ready and prepared to join American Ballet Theater or a prestigious, big, huge company. Like Boston Ballet. Like Boston Ballet, yeah. So, um, had it, you know, we, we toured to Ireland, Paris, London. Um, I've seen it so many places with American Ballet Theater. We just, uh, we, we were just in Oman performing. What a great way is, to see the world. And I'm yeah. realizing that I probably saw you uh, at Boston Valley because my mom's yeah. from that area and I would go back and we'd see shows and, yeah. and I love the ballet. So when I put the dates together in my head, I'm thinking, my yeah. God, if I pull yeah. up the playbill, I probably it's saw probably you dancing. Me. Yeah, definitely. And I also, um, I saw some of the ABT ballets here. So when mm-hmm. Julie invited me to see Romeo and Juliet, which you were in, yeah. you were probably there a, as well. Yeah. I was a harlot maybe. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is so proud of. I'm sure. I saw in your bio you're also the lead whore and something. Yeah. Awesome. My dad's like, you're always a whore. What's going on? <laughs> well, I love hearing about the ballet world. Um, you know, I danced as a child and put musical theater, but never the ballet. So it's always intriguing to me. So I want to talk a little bit about the idea about pregnancy, birth, ballet. They seem a mm-hmm. little different. So given that ballet dancers 
typically have a shorter career than say like a traditional job, like a right. lawyer or something, because it's body dependent. Mm-hmm. How did you choose when the best time was to start a family? Because that required taking a fair amount of time right. away. Well, you know, typically um, most ballet dancers do not have a child in their career. I mean, some do, but mm-hmm. it's not very typical. A lot of dancers decide to wait and have a child much later after they've retired. Um, and some decide to go ahead and have a child, but they retire early and don't do it. But I really always just wanted to have a child and be able to come back and finish out my career as a dancer. It was just kind of a dream of mine. And there are dancers that do it. We had had a few. Yeah. And, um, just, you know, last year we had Julie Kent has two children. Yes, that's, I was thrilled to have her for yes. both her kids at the studio. Exactly. Um, also, the Adrian Schulte, mm-hmm. I think she also attended. And Maria. And, um, and why am I blank? Maria Karowski. She just had a, a child. She's principal with City Ballet. Um, Marion Butler was in American Ballet Theater. She just had her third. But she, yeah, but she she retired after her second. Okay. She just retired, and um, Adrienne Schultz, she's pregnant with twins, but she's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had Carrie; she had two kids. Um, but anyway, so it does happen, um, and I really, you know, was going back and forth with it. I've always dreamed of having a child that could kind of you know, be brought up around ballet and Mm -hmm. be backstage and see me dance and go on tour. And, you know, I'm very lucky that my mother uh, is retired and she's going to be able to come on tour with me and help me out with the baby. So that's a big thing because a lot of people don't have that Mm -hmm. option, but I don't know. It was just kind of a gut feeling. Me and my husband just were like, let's just do it. I mean, why not? Did you think (laughs) maybe do it earlier and like, I'm still relatively, um, young in the career or this was really just the time that you're like, okay, now, yeah, you know, I felt like in the, in my career where I'm at right now with American Valley theater, I feel very happy with all the roles that I've been able to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, I'm kind of at, I'm not at the end of my career, but I'm at a place in my career where I feel comfortable enough that I can take a time out to have a baby and, you know, nurse that, kind of thing, you know, be a mother and take a little bit of time out for myself and then come back without it really like ruining my chances in the company. Was there any trepidation in telling them you were pregnant? Yes. (laughs) I was actually very nervous to tell them and they were so great. They were so understanding and they were so amazing. You know, um, Victor has, Julie has two kids. Has two kids and he's my assistant director and, um, yeah, you know, they were they were very, very kind, but I did not tell them I went four months I was four months pregnant when I almost no, I think I was five months pregnant performing at the Kennedy Center when I told them. Do you think people started to figure it out? They didn't. Really? Not Usually one person. Some physical change, like, well, okay like Yeah, most people would say you know, I will say like towards the end I started wearing like baggier um warm-ups to kind of like cover. I did tell the uh, seamstress at the ballet uh, when we were at Kennedy Center because my tutus were starting to say, fit weird. Just, you know, the average pregnant body, the breasts are one of the first things yeah, to change. And exactly. ballet 
physiques tend to be a little more flat chested. Yeah. So nobody knows. Well, that. you know, I, I didn't think anyone knew, but then after I told, I had one or two ballet mistresses that said, we had a feeling like we kind of noticed a little bit of a difference. Um, just in, especially your attire, you were, you were just dressing differently. Did your center of gravity change? Like the way that you move? Yes. Well, I mean, after, so once I started, once I told them, I basically went on maternity leave immediately because we were rehearsing for the Metropolitan Opera season. Mm-hmm. So there was really no reason for me to continue uh, rehearsing. Yeah, gonna be I wasn't going to be able to perform. I would be way too large. Um, but they wanted me to, to, get, to continue to take ballet class for as long as possible. So I did take ballet class up until I was probably almost to the end, to be honest. Um, but by the end, I wasn't really like doing much. I was just taking a little bit of bar. bar yeah. um, but I took class for a long time until my belly was really out and I was still like doing pirouettes. And But you know, you, I had to completely change everything. I went from like taking full class to stopping the jumps to lowering the leg to not doing, you know, complete turnout anymore, just keeping everything kind of more neutral um, to just pretty much just not bar. just bar, <laughs> just coming in to stretch and talk and yeah, listen to the music and, you know, just kind of do something for myself because I knew that, you know, would, wouldn't be able to for a while. So. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So what did so that was kind of like the transitioning out. What was the transitioning back to dancing like for you and your family? Okay, so when I was transitioning back, um, 
it's kind of interesting because, you know, as a ballet dancer, um, you, you go through a progression type of, um, thing to, to get to where we are at our level. So you start very like a small, you start in first, second, Mm -hmm. fourth, fifth, and then you start with tendus and then degages, and then eventually the legs get higher, the jumps get go from small to big. You start with releves, and then eventually you're in point shoes. Mm-hmm. So I had to go through all of that again after having a, a child. So Did basically, your body feel different? Yes. But you know what? It actually, in a weird way, when I came back, I felt like I was a smarter dancer because I was thinking about everything so much more than I ever used to. Mm-hmm. Before, you know, you just kind of did it. It just, I've been doing it for years and years and I didn't really think about it. And something, you know, I sometimes think I got more injured than I, ha- I haven't gotten injured yet. I mean, I came back and my feet are fine. My back is, everything's great. Um, and I think just because I'm smart, um, smarter dancer because I, have I can to be. understand that I, I danced for years you're not in the level you did more musical theater so still professionally yeah. but when I started yoga it yeah. actually and maybe this has something to because I know you came to the yoga practice yeah. when I started yoga I started understanding my body a little differently. Yeah. I felt like I started respecting a little bit more. Yeah, because definitely. I, you know, because I was younger, I was very flexible, I could kind of do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started, and I never went back professionally to dancing, but I did go back to take class because I love it. Mm-hmm. I felt like a better dancer because I, I was able to find my center better, and I felt like I had more understanding of my core and my yeah. muscle structure. Yeah. I don't know. So maybe something. Well, I definitely think the yoga helped a lot. I mean, I started taking the, I started coming to you to take prenatal yoga when I was like probably five months, right? Right after I told them, I came straight to you because I knew I wasn't going to be dancing full time with them. And mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous about that. Like I went from like working out for six to eight hours a day to just taking a ballet class in the morning. So and not like, even a rigorous class. Yeah. Like just, you know, just a yeah. class. So I was like, well, you know, Julie had mentioned to me to come to prenatal yoga center. So I came and I loved it. I signed up for the whole month and I would take every single day. And, <laughs> and I started to realize well, like, wow, I should have started doing yoga a long time ago. Cause I feel like it's actually really important for ballet. Yeah. yeah it gives a really strong center. Yeah, and you like but, uh, not very, a strong center, like tight, but like a supple strong yeah, center. Yeah, and it just made me think of my—I don't know—you kind of. I was able to visualize my core a lot better doing yoga, and I was—I also felt more flexible, which is really weird. But. Well, I think that that makes sense actually, because the ballet dancers we've had, there's such external rotation yeah. that the hips can actually get tight. You have incredible flexibility, you know, the long right. muscle, but the hips, because you're always rotated out because we do so much internal rotation right. that we're actually stretching the piriformis and other external rotations. Yeah, so sense. it can make your hips easier. And I know for you, and whenever I've had the professional dancers in, I actually had you focus on learning how to let go of your pelvic floor. Yes. Well, that was a huge thing when I, finally had Madison. <laughs> I was thinking about Deb the whole time. I'm like, just let go, let go. Because you kept telling me, you know, ballet dancers are so pulled up. Yeah, so you have to be. Otherwise you have to you can't be, be on you're your really good at your Kegels, but you're not good at the re- releasing everything. Yeah. And that was something that we went over and over with, with prenatal yoga. And so I feel like it did really help me. And I was able to, you know, have I'm her. I'm so happy to hear naturally. it about birth. Yeah. 
because I feel like so many of the ballerinas that come through are not able to release. So whenever yeah. I have one, I'm like, okay, <laughs> your job is not to engage. Your job <laughs> is to find the release. All right. So you started to touch upon something. So as a dancer, your body is your instrument, especially for ballet. Mm-hmm. And there is a typical physique to maintain. Do you mind just talking a little bit about how or if body image played into your dancing and your pregnancy and your prenatal and your postnatal? Because mm-hmm. that's sure. a pretty loaded area. Yeah, and it was. Um, I mean, when I got pregnant, I was really worried. I, I just was like, I don't want them to think I'm like the fat ballerina that's just like letting everything go and they're going to like not hire me next year or something because we're on a contract to contract basis. So, you know, you have to always do your part, look your best. Um, so, you know, when I first found out I was pregnant, I, you know, I didn't want to do anything to, to hurt the baby. So I still ate really healthy, but I still like did lots of cardio and still, I actually just maintained and did exactly what I was always doing. But I couldn't wait to tell them because I felt like at a certain point I was, it was just getting hard. And I was like, I just want to like unbutton my pants and I just want to <laughs> like not go do cardio. I didn't want to get on that elliptical one more time. And I felt like as soon as I told them and they were totally fine with it and everything was fine, I felt like the next day everyone knew I was pregnant because it just kind of like was able to let it go. Was of. it hard since I'm guessing as a professional ballet dancer, you're expected to keep a certain weight and person's yeah. physique. Was it hard to shift mentalities to it's okay to get a little softer to and to little... watch your body change? You know, I was really nervous that I was going to be like disgusted or not like that, but I was the total opposite. I loved it. I mean, I felt like it's so, um, it's just something that most ballerinas don't get to do, to be honest with you. And I would come and take class, and everyone would come and rub my belly, and they were like, you should just wear a leotard and ballet tights and show it off, and they didn't want me to cover it up. And I started to really um, embrace the fact that my body was changing, and it was a beautiful thing. And, that is so healthy because I feel yeah. like body image you actually have a healthier mindset than I think your average person. I would think yeah, you'd be the I think, opposite. I think so. I think I, I don't know. I think a lot of people tell me that, but I don't know. I just was like, you know, this is a beautiful thing that's happening right now. And for once it's not about me. And I think if anything, child, uh, having a baby has really helped me after, after, um, having a child has really helped me with ballet because, and body image, because I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we all need to be thin and I want to look my best, but you know, we're all trying our hardest and this baby is more important than anything else in the whole entire world. So I don't know. I've just become a lot easier on myself, but, um, not, I'm still not like letting it go. I still, you know, I still have those moments where I look in the mirror now that I've had a child and I'm like, Oh God, I looked a lot better before, but it's okay because I have a baby and I'm trying my hardest and I'm so happy and shocked to be honest because <laughs> I really thought that a lot of ballerines were like, Oh my God, I'm so used to being so skinny. And honestly, this is one of the more healthy yeah. topics I've heard someone speak about. Cause I think your average woman, I think it's such a struggle that they have yeah. a hard time. And I guess because maybe a lot of ballet dancers have to let go of the idea of having a baby to have their career. Yeah. And you were able to be like, I'm making this choice and therefore my body is going to change. Yeah. And you know, when I came back, um, I mean, I haven't been back that long. I mean, I've been back about two months, I guess. Um, 
and we're getting ready to go on tour and everything. But I was a little nervous the first day just because I was like, oh, everyone's going to judge me when I come in and take ballet class. Did you like, feel look pressure? At, I did. I felt pressured to look better than I felt, I guess. Um, but everyone was so kind and they were like, you look great. I mean, you had just had a baby and even, even artistic staff was like, take your time. We don't want you to come right in and rush and get injured. And yeah, you know, you're still the relaxing yeah, body. They, I'm months. still breastfeeding. So that's a whole other thing. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to ask about that. So since you're still breastfeeding, the breasts are going to be a little bigger than yeah. not. I'm assuming a few things. One, they're going to adjust your costume. Mm-hmm. And how is that fitting into being back? Like, do you have yeah. to pump a lot? Do they bring Maddie to? Well, yes. Yeah. So um, I've created a schedule where I'll, I feed Maddie in the morning and then I pump. And then I go and take ballet class. I pump right after ballet class. And American Ballet Theater gives me a room. Um, the massage room, actually. It's We, we have a mas- masseuse and they don't use the room at these certain hours. So I go into that room after ballet class and pump. And then I have rehearsal from 12 to 3. I I pump from 3 to 4, or not 3 to 4, but during that 3 to 4 lunch break. And then um, I I rehearse from 4 to 7. And then I run home and I breastfeed as soon as I get here. That's great that you're maintaining it and that they're supporting that. And they're supportive. And sometimes, you know, we don't always have rehearsal from 4 to 7. So if I have an hour off here or there, I'll try to get in one more pumping session if I can. But I'm also lucky enough to have a nanny. We um, hired a nanny and... She's been great. She was actually Julie Kent's nanny. Well, so she knows the ballet world. She knows, so she the knows ballet like world. she knows the schedule, the schedule, the and the touring. And she's you know very way around the backstage. Yes, exactly. So she has she brings Maddie occasionally when I have a big break, and I'll breastfeed her in the, in the massage room, or um, you know we have lunch, and I get to see her because it was really hard the first few weeks. I'm sure. I mean, I, <laughs> I know, cried every single day. <laughs> I, I know like on Tuesday nights I teach and that I say goodbye to the kids around one. I don't seem to the next morning and it upsets me. Yeah. Are there other demands that you're feeling kind of torn between like the demands of performing and, yeah. and wanting to be? Yeah. I'm, I'm very torn. Like, you know, when, when I started work, it was, it was hard. The first day that I went back, I, I had, um, 10 to seven. And, you know, that doesn't include commuting. So I left at 9. I didn't get home to almost 8. And she was almost asleep. And I cried the whole entire night. I just was like, I don't think I can do this. This is just too too much. How did you get past that? Well, you know, um, the schedule changes for me. So we don't always work from 12 to 7. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some days where I don't start till 3 o'clock rehearsal and I finish at 6. So I tried to take advantage of those days. Um some days, you know, I just got up earlier and spent the mornings with Maddie and we tried to adjust her schedule that she's always up when I get home and I give her a bath and feed her. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So we've changed her schedule. So she goes to bed a lot later mm-hmm. than probably most babies, but, um, well, she gets mommy, time but she gets mommy time it's and it's good. Now I haven't been on tour with Maddie yet. I haven't performed with Maddie yet. So this is all going to happen in the next two weeks. Um, so my mother will meet me in Detroit. We're just we're performing in Detroit for one week. And I am a little bit nervous about that because those will be late nights. Right. And I won't get home until maybe 1130 midnight. 
So I won't be able to put her to sleep. And but you'll have more of your days. Cause if but I'll the have sh- my, the yeah. show is up, then you're probably sort of like, yeah, we have, class. we have class and then we have, sometimes we'll have a rehearsal, but then we'll have a, you know, a break in the day. And then I'm looking forward to like met, um, the met season. I won't be in every single show every single night. Mm-hmm. So I'll have some shows off. Um, might, might have some matinees off and, I don't know. You just spend the time that you can with her. When because it's not a traditional job, so it's not no. like nine to five and then you get home, or even nine to eight, whatever some people do. No. But it's really and the, it's physically demanding. Yeah, but you know what? I had, when I have Madison um, all to myself on like a Sunday or a Monday because we don't work Sunday Mondays, I tell my husband I feel more tired. Oh, you, with her <laughs> than I do at a full day with ballet. It's a different, different way. It's, it's a different time. It's a different. I know. Trust me. Mondays yeah. come. I get to leave early because I have to be at the studio by eight. I love it because yeah. my kid. I love my kids, but it's exhausting. It's, it's mentally, and mentally physically. and physically exhausting. Yeah. So, but but I love her so much, and you know, it's totally worth it. But it's just a different. It's a different type of tired. But yeah, I am tired of ballet too. I mean. When people are complaining how tired they are at work, I just want to look at them and be like, you have no idea. I'm getting up three times a night still and breastfeeding her and then getting up at six o'clock in the morning that to play with her. That will slow down. That will, yeah. the, the night feedings will start yeah. to slow down. I hope so. They will slow down. <laughs> or, you ha- or you pump and have your husband give her a bottle. Yeah. That so will probably definitely sleep. happen soon. I want to backtrack a little bit. I keep thinking about the fact that you were able to get pregnant. It seems like fairly easily. I feel like that's fortunate yeah. because a lot of ballet dancers have such low body fat. Have you heard of a lot of dancers having a hard time getting pregnant? Yeah, I do. I know a lot of dancers who are trying to get pregnant, who have struggled getting pregnant. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of my friends in Boston ballet are all having babies and trying to get pregnant more than at American ballet theater. And, um, I think because, you know, we were a lot young, I was younger when I joined Boston. So mm-hmm. we're all the same age. We're all kind of in that area in our life where they're all trying to have children. But it is, yeah, it is, it is a problem. And I think, you know, people do IVF mm-hmm. to get pregnant. And that's really hard to do when you're a ballerina. Well, Extremely shots. hard. There's- yeah. With the shots. And then you're really not supposed to be like moving exercising around. and yeah. moving a lot. So I have, you know, I know people that, um, it's a struggle because they don't know whether to dance or completely just take a time off and try to get pregnant because they say the best thing is to like, you know, take some time off, do the shots, don't work out, don't be stressed because it's a stressful job as well. I mean, you're tired and you're performing and you know, you can be stressed, which is the total opposite of what you need. It's a funny thing because a lot of dancers, when they do get pregnant, it's usually on their layoff, which is when I got pregnant as well. Because you're not working and you're not as stressed, maybe. And a little break. And you probably have more body fat on. Because you kind of take a break from the whole diet. You're not working out. People always say when they come back from, like, a break from, like, Christmas or summer break, they're like, oh, I've probably put on, like, five, five pounds. And- Did you guys have... I don't know if the company makes you do Is there kind of like a strict diet or is it something self-imposed? At this point, it's self-imposed. We don't, you know, when I was younger, like in studio company, we, they would talk to us more about diet and nutrition. But at this point in the game, it's kind of like up to you. And if they're not happy with your body, they will have a meeting with you and talk to you about it. And then it's up to you to take control of the situation. And Uh if you don't, you get a warning. And then from there, they, they can let you go. 
That's a lot of pressure. So it's not surprising to me that if you do have a break and you can put a little more body fat, because it's needed to get pregnant. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it so, so, so thin. A lot yeah. of women find that out. I was, I was actually really surprised that we got pregnant so quickly just because, um, my sister had had a really hard time getting pregnant and I had been on birth control for a really long time. Um, and my doctor said, you should, you should completely go off of that and just, you know, go cold Turkey for a few months and then start trying. And we basically just kind of tried also when I'm on tour, it's really hard to like, to then know if you're ovulating and, you're, and yeah, and you're your tired and, and you've you're... been traveling, which messes up your yeah. whole system. So it was kind of crazy. Like I had no idea I was pregnant and then I found out. Were you nauseous? No, nothing. And I just kind of, um, we, we went to a wedding and we kind of had a great time. <laughs> and then I felt really hungover like the next day. And then, you know, like four or five days later, I was like, gosh, I still like just don't feel good. I don't feel myself. So I guess I was nauseous. Um, and then, you know, we kind of like figured out, like, I wonder if it could have been that one time that we tried and. And then I found out I went and took a test the day before I went back to work. We were getting ready to go on tour. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm pregnant. And I was so happy, but I was also really scared, which I have to say your your practice really helped me with mentally um, accepting the fact that it's that this is happening. <laughs> I felt like I was in denial because I was still – no one knew. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell my work. Did you tell your parents? I didn't tell – we told our parents really a lot later. Um, because I just, did, I was afraid I might miscarry and I didn't really want to tell everyone. And, um, and you know, I'm on tour and we were in Orange County, California and we're performing, doing Sleeping Beauty. And I was just like, I can't believe I'm pregnant. Like the whole time I'm like, I'm having, I have a, a baby inside of me and I just don't feel like I do. It's really weird. You have to keep it to yourself. It becomes more of a concept than a reality. Yeah. It definitely did. It, as soon as I told everyone, it became a lot more real. But then it was almost like instantly like, okay, you're done dancing. You're not going to do the Met. Everyone knows your body's going to change. And it was all at once. And it was it was scary. I was like, It's also oh a change gosh. of identity. Yeah, big time. I remember the first time I inter- someone introduced me as their yoga teacher instead of a performer. Mm. I almost choked because my identity was, <laughs> was performing. performing. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden I'm not in that role and I'm a yoga teacher. And so yeah. I can imagine if your life since yeah. you were in the third grade had been ballet, ballet, yeah. and then literally overnight, everyone knows, but like almost not dismissing you, but you're yeah. out of that puzzle. Yeah. It was probably it was, very scary. It was. It's your identity. It was definitely scary. And I remember, you know, I sat down with Julie uh, one day and I said, was it hard coming back to ballet after you have a baby? And she said, you know, the one thing that is really nice is it's something that you know. So after you have the baby and you come back to ballet, it's something that is very comforting because you know, you know, this it's familiar. It's, you know, all the steps, you know, all the ballet. Because motherhood is not. Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, well, you know, that's true. And it was. As soon as I came back and heard the ballet music and I knew the order of the bar and the class and the, it just kind of felt really like good. It was like a ritual that I needed, I think. so. I'm glad to hear the prenatal classes helped you. It did. And mentally a lot. I mean, 
I felt like also it was just nice to be around other pregnant people because yeah. I was around like really skinny ballerinas who have no idea what I'm going through. Yeah. So that's, it was and a the community. The younger ones I would bet were probably judging a little. Oh, bit. I'm sure. I'm positive. <laughs> and then, you know, something they're going to get older and have babies and someone else is going to judge them. Yeah. But I think that world, it's hard when your body is your instrument. Yeah. And, you know, not just physically, but uh, visually. Yeah. It's, yeah, I mean, it is definitely, I mean, I felt, you know, judged even when I would come and take class and be like seven months pregnant, you know, people are looking at me and I'm like, oh, they probably think I'm like so fat or whatever. But then I'm like, I would just say, but it doesn't matter because I have a baby and this is a miracle. I mean, I'm so excited that I'm even being able to like have this child and do this. So. so do you have any, this kind of leads me to another question. Do you have any tips or thoughts for other dancers that are considering motherhood while they're still dancing? Performing? Yeah. Um, oh, I don't know. That's hard. I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's really good to have a good support system with you. a good support group. I have really good friends. Um, they were really in the ballet, you know, they were very supportive of me and my family, you know, I'm very lucky that I have a mom who's going to go on tour with me and help me with Madison. Um, because I think that can be the most difficult thing is what do you do with your child when you're on tour for a week to two weeks and you're performing at the Met? Um, but I think it's something that, I think it's something that every mother, everybody should do. It's just, you just have to get over the fact that, yes, your body is going to change and you're not going to be first because, you know, ballet is kind of a selfish career. It's all about me, 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 what I look like, what I'm dancing, what I'm doing. And it's kind of nice to, for once, put somebody else in front of you and take a step back. And I think if anything else is going to help you grow as a dancer, it's going to make you a better dancer. That is beautiful. (laughs) That is really beautiful. Well, I think we're kind of at the end because I don't yeah. think you could top that. So, <laughs> I just wanted to thank you yeah, so thank much you. for being part of this. I really appreciate <laughs> that. So for my listeners out there, thank you so much for joining us today. If you haven't already, please go to iTunes, give us a rating, hopefully a good review and good rating so that more people know about us. And please keep checking back for our different podcasts on yoga, on birth, on babies. And you can check out all our other social media, the blogs at prenatalyogacenter.com, our Periscope, Facebook, Instagram, the whole deal. So thanks so much for joining, Kelly. I love hearing your story. And thank you, listeners. All right. Namaste. Take care. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.